Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time you may be listening. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, 6-22-23. It is the fourth Thursday of five this month, the first full day of summer and the first day of the rest of your life. Cliche, but powerful. June 22nd is World Rainforest Day, created in 2017 by the Rainforest Partnership to help deforestation, reduce effects of climate change, and protect our rainforests, which are critical to the climate. It's also National Kissing Day, which you may want to celebrate, and on the food calendar, hashtag National Onion Ring Day. Delicious, yes, but not good to eat if you're planning on kissing someone today. Everywhere you go, I mean at work, on the train, on the bus, on planes, people everywhere talking about the Titanic submarine. And today is the day, unfortunately, that the submersible carrying those five people is said to run out of oxygen. Rescue efforts focused on an area about 900 miles off the coast of Cape Cod, Massachusetts, where those underwater noises, were the banging noises they were talking about, were detected the other day. Coast Guard Captain Jamie Frederick on Newsmax. The surface search is now approximately two times the size of Connecticut, and the subsurface search is up to two and a half miles deep, exponentially expanding the size of the search area. We also have to factor in the ever-changing weather conditions, currents, and sea states that expand the search area every hour. There is an enormous complexity associated with this case due to the location being so offshore, so far offshore, and the coordination between multiple agencies and nations. We greatly appreciate the outpouring of support and offers to provide additional equipment. The Unified Command continues to prioritize assets and resources in order to provide the best capability in the most timely manner. This includes weighing multiple factors to identify the most effective resources available to the response operation. With careful consideration to timeliness of equipment arriving on scene, usefulness and ability to deliver assets to the search area. Over the past 48 hours, we have, through incredible unity of effort, mobilized and implemented a tremendous amount of expertise and response capability. In addition to the ships and aircraft previously mentioned, we've dispatched two subject matter experts from U.S. Navy NAVC Subsalve, who will serve as search coordinators on scene for underwater search operations. So I've been stressing uh, unity of effort a lot uh, in this statement, and that's because it is absolutely critical to this complex operation. Again, our thoughts and prayers are with the crew of the Titan and their loved ones. We will continue to work as hard and as quickly as possible in an effort to locate them. According to the company OceanGate, it lost contact with the vessel on Sunday, had a 96-hour oxygen supply for the five people on board, which means they would be running out of oxygen early today. In Washington... On this vote, the A's are 213 and the nays are 209. With six answering present, the resolution adopted. Without objection, the motion to consider is laid on the table. House Republicans voted to censure Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff of California for his role in pushing the Trump-Russia collusion story, with all Democrats voting against it, of course. They've turned it into a puppet show. A puppet show. And you know what? The puppeteer, Donald Trump, is shining a light on the strings. You look miserable. Consummate anti-Trumper Nancy Pelosi there, and this from Wyoming Republican Harriet Hageman. The words and actions of this member were dangerous and untrue. 
knowingly untrue. There must be a serious consequence for that. Being censored is the least of what he should be subjected to. This coming after former DOJ special counsel John Durham testified to lawmakers about the findings in his report that the DOJ and FBI failed to legally do their job and should have never opened the investigation into President Trump's campaign. We get more from Carl Higby on Frontline. In a nutshell, Durham's only purview was to find out if the Russian collusion investigation by Robert Mueller into the Trump campaign had any merit whatsoever. Whether the likes of the FBI leaders like James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, whether they opened an investigation knowing there was no evidence of collusion. Durham made these conclusions very clear this morning. As we said in the report, um, our findings were sobering. The problems identified in this report, anybody who actually reads the report and the details of the report, the documented portions of the report, I think would would find that um, the problems identified in the report are not susceptible to overnight fixes. Let me say that again not subjected to overnight fixes, which is exactly the concern that nearly every critic of the Mueller investigation articulated from day one, that the problem was so deeply entrenched into our justice system and the upper levels of our government that there is almost nothing anyone can do to prevent this type of corruption. Think about this. A political campaign paid for information to be funneled into the highest levels of the government using unsubstantiated evidence and even worse, erroneous meter reports on that unsubstantiated evidence to prosecute an opponent in the opposing political party. Think about that. Durham today was asked point blank, was there any evidence of Russian interference in the 2016 election prior to opening the investigation into the soon-be president Donald Trump? And let me stop you. When the FBI opened Crossfire Hurricane, that's the issue at hand, it did not have any information that anyone in the Trump campaign had ever been in contact with Russian intelligence officials. Isn't that right? As we wrote in, as we wrote in the, um, uh, the report, we talked to the director of the CIA, the deputy director of the CIA, the director of NSA, um, uh, and people within the uh, FBI. And there was no such information that they had in their holdings at the time they opened Crossfire Hurricane. Hmm. So in other words, nobody in the FBI, the CIA, or anywhere else in the federal government had spoken to a single Russian source, nor did they have any evidence at their disposal to launch an investigation against the Republican nominee for president. Think about that. The FBI never talked to the people who gave them the intelligence information. They never examined their own witnesses. They never interviewed the witnesses. They never corroborated the dossier. Mr. Durham, if the FBI had done these things, if they had done their homework, would it have found that its own Russian experts had no information about President Trump being involved with Russian leadership or Russian intelligence officials? Yes. That's South Carolina Congressman Russell Fry questioning Durham yesterday. And remember that meeting between Donald Trump Jr. and a Russian attorney at Trump Tower that was presented as evidence of the collusion. Back to Carl Higby. Keep in mind, the meeting was set up as a recommendation to Don Jr. on the basis of a potential real estate endeavor. I know this for a fact. Don Jr. actually shot down the real estate deal because he wasn't interested in it whatsoever. We also know that there are text messages from Don during this meeting, wondering why this meeting was set up in the first place, because it seemed irrelevant. Nevertheless, 
Democrats cited this Trump Tower meeting as a source of Russian collusion during the Mueller probe, conveniently leaving out the fact that it was facilitated by Hillary Clinton's campaign via Fusion GPS, not the Republicans. Then Adam Schiff, who is facing a censure vote tonight, like right now, for this exact mischaracterization of facts and evidence, continues to allege that there's some sort of collusion. Let me something else. Sure. Don Jr., when offered dirt as part of what was described as a Russian government effort to help the Trump campaign, said, if it's what you say, I love it. Would you call that an invitation to get Russian help with dirt on Hillary Clinton? We just explained to you what that meeting was. So Adam Schiff, who accused Durham of not reading the Mueller report, clearly didn't read Durham's report, which is shorter, by the way. Adam Schiff, who claims the, the Durham report was a, quote, waste of taxpayer money simply because no one went to jail, is now making the case that someone, Don Jr., is guilty. Someone who was never charged and never went to jail because there wasn't enough evidence, nor was there a crime committed, alleged by the Mueller report. Do you see the irony here? And this is what Democrats do all the time. I don't know if it's just because they're not smart enough to understand that there really was no Russian collusion in the Trump campaign, or if they just keep the, trying to keep the narrative alive. Carl Higby is the host of Frontline Weekdays at 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And here's what Adam Shifty Schiff had to say about it. To my Republican colleagues who introduced this resolution, I thank you. You honor me with your enmity. You flatter me with this falsehood. Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch on Frontline as well. Tom, you shared a, a tweet the other day claiming that Obama knew, Clinton knew, Biden knew, Comey knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, <laughs> Clapper knew, Schiff knew, FBI, everybody knew, basically. Um, and yet, to your point, no one charged. Yeah, and, uh, you, know, you know, bringing it forward to today, uh, we see the Durham report was just on a, on a bump on the road in the effort to get Trump. Uh, we have this outrageous prosecution of him out of the Justice Department, where exculpatory evidence is, you know, minimized or neglected. Uh, prior legal precedent is ignored. Prior Justice Department positions on presidential records is ignored. You have these mm -hmm. anti-Trumpers within the agency overriding FBI objections, according to the Washington Post, to force a raid on Trump's home. Right. Uh, even now, they're still investigating him on January 6th, and uh, the left is complaining that the FBI uh, only agreed to uh, initiate this investigation and targeting Trump on January 6th. Um, uh, 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 until they waited until the Justice Department political operatives forced them to do so. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, Durham's wrong. This is the standard of behavior in the FBI and Justice Department. Target the political enemies of the Democrats and the left and, and protect their own. And again, that's Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton on Newsmax. And keeping with the whole theme of the DOJ and the other big story, of course, on every news channel, every newspaper was the Hunter Biden plea deal. This from Rob Schmidt tonight. If he wasn't Hunter Biden, you have to believe there wouldn't have been a prosecution. So what do you make? It's different, but not in the way you might expect. Uh, I think it's actually harsher than the treatment that a typical person would receive. <laughs> the idea that Biden family influence peddling and corruption, as obvious as it is, 
is being completely swept under the rug by the DOJ is not even in the realm of possibility. If you turned on your television today, the DC machine is brainwashing mainstream America into believing the DOJ is so righteous and so nonpolitical that they overcharged Hunter Biden just to send a message to Washington that nobody is above the law. That's what we're hearing. But of course, the exact opposite is the truth. How insulting, again, to anybody who's been paying attention, anybody that has a functioning brain and has seen everything that's been laid out against the family that currently runs the country. But that is the official narrative. Despite a mountain of evidence, tens of millions of dollars, bank records, witnesses, text messages, emails, wire transfers, shadow bank accounts and LLCs, Hunter is just a small-time tax evader and his father, Joe Biden, is clean as a whistle. Also looked into whether he was violating the law by representing foreign companies or governments. You know, NBC News reported that he was paid millions of dollars, some $13 million from Ukrainian and Chinese business interests. At the end of the day, investigators did not find uh, criminal wrongdoing in any of that. Yeah, because everybody just throws $13 million at Hunter Biden as much as $30 million at Hunter Biden because people just like to watch him. Smoke crack and pay for hookers, I guess. Must be exciting. And while the greatest corruption scandal this country has ever seen just disappears in preparation for 2024, Donald Trump, Biden's opponent, faces life in prison for much, much lesser allegations, which, ironically, Joe Biden also committed. In fact, far worse because Joe Biden stole documents from a skiff while he was a senator and held on to them for decades. And while an investigation is underway there on Biden's handling of classified documents, seeing how the system generally works, I think it's safe to say you shouldn't hold your breath. Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. The conversation continuing on this morning's edition of Wake Up America. The Hunter Biden plea deal, a federal judge still has to sign off on this. That's apparently going to happen in July. And joining us now for more is criminal defense attorney, former prosecutor and adjunct professor of law at Cornell University, Randy Zellin. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Randy, good to have you back. Um, This from the New York Post a day ago. All the crimes that Hunter Biden's ridiculous plea deal missed. Bear with me for a moment while I run through this. This is from Jonathan Turley. Uh, First, no one can explain why it took five years for the investigation of two minor tax counts and a gun allegation. Hunter also never faced any charges after videotaping himself engaged in interstate violations involving a host of prostitutes and drugs. There is also a glaring omission of any charge under FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, some Hunter seems to have been simply given a pass. Your reaction to what Republicans are calling maybe the sweetheart deal of the century for the president's son? Sure. Let me let me let me work backwards from Professor Turley's comments. First of all, no lawyer worth his or her salt would have a client in a federal case, last name Biden or not, enter into a plea agreement and leave silent other charges. If the Farrah violations, the pay for play, the corruption, if all of that stuff was going to be covered in this plea agreement, then I would tell you it's the deal of not the century. It is the deal of all mankind. I just want to get- It's not in there. Yeah. It's not in there. 
So, too, his attorney was interviewed the other day, and they asked about the laptop, and and he, he, they said, did you, you know, did you have to use the laptop at all? He's like, no, I, I don't recall. How does an attorney not recall? And why didn't they have this laptop? Well, my sense of it is that the laptop, the Farrah violations, the pay-for-play, that's another another U.S. attorney's office, another district okay. for another day. I think Hunter Biden's attorneys were presented with an opportunity. That's to not what his lawyer said, case. though. His lawyer said yesterday that he believes that this is a wrap, that this is it, that as part of the negotiation, there's going to be no Farrah. Look, Hunter was was on the board of Burisma, right, in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. You have to register with Farrah in order to do that. He never did that. That's a felony. Was that part of the negotiation here? I don't think so, again, because, again, if I were representing Hunter Biden, there's no way in God's green earth I would leave that out of the agreement. I would insist that it's in there because plea agreements are contracts and they're enforceable like any other contract. And believe me, that contract says this doesn't cover anything else that's not in the agreement. So, no, I don't believe that the Farah and the corruption and the bribery stuff, I don't believe that that is covered by this plea agreement. Criminal defense attorney Randy Zellin on Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and Allison Maloney. And if Randy is correct, that would mean there is plenty more to come on Hunter. As James Comer said yesterday, this has nothing to do with the House Oversight Committee's investigation into influence peddling by the Biden family. And a House Ways and Means Committee hearing has been set up to review the documents in Hunter Biden's tax investigation. Missouri Republican Jason Smith is the chair of the committee. He scheduled a meeting for today to review the claims made by multiple IRS whistleblowers, multiple people regarding how the investigation of Hunter was handled, and they want to make sure that the testimony and evidence goes public. Wow. Now, that would be some transparency for us. You can read more about it and see exactly what Congressman Jason Smith had to say at Newsmax.com. What else is happening in Washington today is coming up next. I have to tell you how the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is making my life Eden better. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold pretty much anywhere in your home and fast. It's only about the size of your hand, so you can plug it in anywhere. Behind a sofa, behind a bed quickly eliminates odors from trash cans, litter boxes, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, or whatever. Gone. I have one in the kitchen, another in the bedroom. The thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which destroy odors, viruses, and mold with air so pure you can smell it. And we are loving our Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack and start enjoying your whole home again. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Put one anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And if you travel, take it with you for hotel rooms. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code TONY, and save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code TONY, like my name, and shipping is even free. At the White House today, a ceremony welcoming the Prime Minister of India, then-President Biden, meets with Prime Minister Modi ahead of a bilateral news conference. Tonight, the President and First Lady will host Prime Minister Modi for a state dinner. 
In between the bilateral news conference and the dinner, India's prime minister will address a joint session of Congress, and two Muslim members of Congress say they will boycott the speech. Representative Rashida Tlaib said she will do so because of his history of human rights abuses, and Congresswoman Omar accuses Modi's government of repressing religious minorities. Modi visited the United Nations in New York yesterday, and he also met with Elon Musk while in New York, Modi tweeting that they had multifaceted conversations on issues ranging from energy to spirituality. Why is the Prime Minister of India meeting with Elon Musk? Or why is Elon Musk meeting with the Prime Minister of India? Musk said Tesla is looking to invest in India, quote, as soon as humanly possible. Meanwhile, as the recent rally on Wall Street came to an abrupt end yesterday, thanks again to Jerome Powell. I mean, do they have to talk about what they're thinking every single week? Powell saying more interest rates are likely. The Dow lost 102 points. The Nasdaq was off 162. And Elon Musk's Tesla stock was among many that got hammered yesterday, losing 5.5%, which is about 15 bucks per share. So you times that by however many millions of shares Elon has. <laughs> however, Tesla stock has been going up at a ridiculous pace. So if it's just one bad day, it's not that big of a deal. The markets got off to a negative start this morning, and Thursday means the weekly reading on initial jobless claims coming in at 264,000, a little higher than the estimates of 259,000. 264,000 is actually the same amount that we had last week. But let's all hope for a better day on Wall Street today. Also on the business page this morning, the largest newspaper publisher in the country is suing Google. Gannett Publishing accusing Google of holding a monopoly over digital advertising markets. They filed a lawsuit in federal court claiming that Google controls how publishers buy and sell online ads. And residents of East Palestine, Ohio, should get some answers today about the February toxic train derailment. Of course, you remember that. National Transportation Safety Board hearing is underway in East Palestine today. The NTSB saying the hearing would focus on the initial emergency response, the damage that was caused, and information on the hazardous materials that the train was carrying. And a quick reminder, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems. If you have AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, DirecTV, Dish, Fios, Cox, they all have it. It's also available on your favorite platforms like Amazon, Apple, Roku TV, and others. And thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Oh, tomorrow's Friday. See you back here on Friday. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.